1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2 says, Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards, watch this, of the mysteries of God. Remember, the apostle Paul was a steward of the mysteries of God. More of it's required of steward that a man be found faithful. And then he talked about, in verse number 10, let's drop down to verse 10. We are fools for Christ's sake, Paul says, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. Uh, you are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and we thirst and we are naked. We are buffeted, have no certain dwelling place, laboring, working with our hands. Then he talked about uh, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer, being the fame, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world. We are the offspring, offscouring of things until this day. Then he said this to the church at Corinth. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. Now remember, Paul's getting ready to warn the church. Watch what he's going to say to them. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. <coughs> Excuse me. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Watch what he says to them. Then in verse number 16, he told them how he got him saved. I have begotten you through the gospel. Then in verse number 16, he says, Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Now remember, when Paul said be followers of me, he's not talking about you following Peter, James, and John now because Peter, James, and John has another vision. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't say something that'll line up with what Paul is saying, but their ministry was to the church of God. Paul's ministry was to the church of God uh, at that time, which was, the, which was Corinth. But also the Jews was Peter, James, and John ministry. So that's why when you look at the Bible, you have to know which book was to the Gentiles. The Apostle Paul ministered to the Gentiles, Peter, James, and John, and, Je and, and Jew. They all ministered to the, to the Jews. That's why you can't put the book of Revelation to the Gentiles. The book of Revelation was not to the Gentiles. The book of Revelation was to the Jews' believer. All right? Uh, it really says what happened to them during the tribulation. All right? And, and lo and behold, here we are still waiting for the tribulation 20, 2021, 2022. Isn't this something? All right. But anyway, somewhere down the line, you're going to stop following people. That's why you, you got to learn the Bible. All right. Now, let's follow the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Now, Father, we thank you now for the Holy Spirit, for giving us your Holy Spirit. Thank you for leading and guiding us and helping us to understand. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you for his death, and resurrection, and we thank you for his love for us on the cross. Now, we ask you to lead us and guide us and help us to understand. Open the eyes of the blind, Father, we pray. That's talking about people who can't see and understand what I'm talking about. Open up their heart. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Now, let's, let's get right into God's word. 
First of all, I read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and I do that verse 1 and 2 and verse 10 uh, through 16 because that's my series. My series is Paul Preach Christ. And that's my whole goal is to preach Christ. Now, also in volume 1, I showed you uh, know who you're following. Now, these things are already on our podcast. Now, we know we haven't gotten our uh, this past week second tape. We'll get that soon. But let's go back, volume one. Know who you're following. Make sure you re go through that because the whole thing is, if you're not following Apostle Paul, who are you following? You're getting another message. You get another gospel. You know, it's just like a television you know, there are some states will not allow you to have, let me put it this way, if you're in a state and that state is a certain state, they may not want you to have another TV station because they don't want you to know what they're saying. Got it? So that's what you got to understand. Uh, in Christ, we preach Christ. Here, if you turn on to this station, we're going to preach Christ. Well, if you turn on to another person's message, that person preaching something totally different than Christ. If you want to be saved, you got to preach Christ. All right? And him crucified. All right. But let's, let's go to work. Now, I want to give you my subject for the day. I didn't get into this this morning. Uh, I, I went to 1 Corinthians 15. We will go to there. We're going to read it. We'll talk about it later. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Let's go there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, we're going we're gonna to go to verse 12 uh, because Paul, verse 10, I'm sorry, forgive me. Start at verse 10. Yeah, you're right, verse, verse number 12. That's why I want to start it. Um, we're going to go down to verse number 22. We're going to start reading 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. Now, when I'm going through this, the apostle Paul is really talking about the Christ and his resurrection. But he really wants you to understand what happened, what wouldn't have happened if Christ did not rise from the dead. So I want you to really hear this because you got people who tell you that you get baptized in water in Jesus' name, you can wash away your sin. Now, Paul is going to tell you if Christ did not rise from the dead, you are still guilty of your sins. See, water, water baptism had nothing to do with sins. And yet churches, denominational churches, are filling our airway with Christ, not with Christ, but with water baptism. And then you got churches, all they talk about is communion, bread on the table, drinking the bread, drinking the wine. That's all they're going to talk to you about. That's Old Testament type and shadow. You even got some churches talking about feet washing. See, all this stuff you're in, this is religion, tradition of men. All right, now, let me show you this. Now, Paul preached Christ. That's my series, Paul preached Christ. We talked about, number one, know who you're following in volume one. Then we talked about two visions. Now, two visions let you know in the new covenant there are two visions. As a matter of fact, really there's three because you got the law. But you got Peter, Peter message, which is Jesus' message, and then you got Paul's message. 
So that's why today I want to show you something. Jesus preached the mysteries of the kingdom. Two visions. Let, let me show you that. Let's go to the gospel. We'll come, we'll come back to 1 Corinthians 15. We'll read that in a moment. Uh, matter of fact, I got to do that to get my subject, right? So you write down where I'm going to take you to. I'm going to take you to the gospel of St. Mark. Uh, and I'm going I'm I'm to I'm take you there because I want to show you. I want to show you. You write down these two scriptures because we're going to go to them after we leave here. Romans chapter six, 16. And we want to look at uh, verse number 25 and 26. So write them down for us. Romans 16, 25 and 26. And then we're going to put beside there, Paul preached the revelation of the mystery. Then we're going to take you back to the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, verse 11. And we're going to show you that Jesus Christ preached the mysteries of the kingdom. So you've got to be able to figure that out. Jesus preached the mysteries of the kingdom. Paul preached the revelation of the mystery of the kingdom. All right. So we'll go to that one. But in 1 Corinthians 15, we're going to read this, verse 12 through 22. Then we're going to give you our subject. Matter of fact, we give you our subject now. Paul preached Christ raised from the dead. Paul preached Christ raised from the dead. Now, if he preached Christ raised from the dead, listen to everything he tell you why he preached Christ raised from the dead. See, people preach water baptism. Why? For the forgiveness of sin. People preach bread, eating bread and wine off the table. Why? For the forgiveness of sin. People preach you feet washing. Why? For you to be sanctified, purified. Think about it. But Paul preached Christ crucified. Let's listen. 1 Corinthians 15, 12. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Now the resurrection is a person. Once again, the resurrection is a person, not a day, a time, a month, or a year. So we showed you this morning when we took you to 1 Corinthians 11. Maybe I go back there again. Okay, let's keep going. Verse number 13. He says, but if there's no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. Watch what he says. First of all, our preaching is useless if Christ didn't rise from the dead. Because what did he preach? He preached Christ raised from the dead. Well, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, he said his preaching is useless. Then he said the next verse, and your faith also is vain or useless. Then he go to the next verse, verse number 15. Yea, we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. Then he go to verse number 16. If the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. But if Christ is raised, then the dead is raised. Can't you see that? Let me read it again. If the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. So read that backwards. If Christ is not raised, Christ is not raised, the dead did not rise. See, he's the first fruit of them that raised from the dead. 
So if Christ was raised from the dead, then the dead, the dead in Christ raised. Let's keep going. Next verse would say, if Christ be not raised, your faith is useless, vain, and you are yet in your sins. Huh, isn't that something? He didn't say anything about water baptism and sin. He said, but if you are, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you are yet in your sins. See, your, your preacher told you you got, your sin was washed away and you were water baptized. He lied to you. And that's your salvation. And if you don't get that fixed, when you die, you're going to hell because you are believing the wrong message. Look at verse number 18. Then they also which are falling asleep in Christ. Wait a minute, are you talking about the one that are dead in Christ 2,000 years ago? Yeah. They are perished if Christ didn't rise from the dead. Wait a minute, but Christ did rise from the dead, so that they means they had to rise from the dead too. Verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have all men most miserable. But now, is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept? Now, he didn't say that sleep. He put them in the past tense. But now is Christ risen from the dead 2,000 years ago and become the first fruit of them that slept, past tense. For since by man came death, by man, by man also, by Christ, by Adam came death, by Christ came the resurrection of the dead. By Adam came death, by Christ came the resurrection of the dead. Well, if the resurrection of the dead came already, can't you, can't you read? He didn't say it's coming. Read, read it again. For by man came death. Death ain't coming, death came. By man, by Christ, came the resurrection of the dead. Do you understand? By Christ came the resurrection of the dead. The resurrection of the dead is not coming. See, that's what preachers are telling you. Oh, yeah, just put him in the grave. And then God, when he come, he's going to raise him from the dead. You full of that. And you believe that. That's not the Bible. Let me read the Bible said again. Verse 21. For since by man came death. Death, death not coming. Death and had his time. Then it said, by man came the resurrection of the dead. Not coming, came. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. All right, now let's, let's take that uh, and... I, I gave you this morning uh, the NLT, but I never got to it. So we want to go to, in the NLT now, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 through 22, out of the NLT. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 through verse 22. Because I want to show you something. See, you know, 
when people are when people err in the word, they error because they don't know. You know, for many years, like I said, I've been a minister, pastor now 30, 37 years this year, and I ministered 41 years. Well, there was a time when I didn't know. There was a time when I didn't know. I believed what preachers told me, and I found out that they were wrong. Now, I'm not, I'm not against you. I just, I'm, I'm a, I just preach the truth. 1 Corinthians 15 out of the NLT, verse 20. That's what we get ready to show you. All right, here we go. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Past tense. He is the first of a great harvest. Underline that word harvest. I'm going to get ready to show you the definition of the word harvest. Now, if you're in a... If you and a lot of these churches, I say it like that, they told you the harvest, uh, give us this offering, they'll tell you, on television, so we can get the harvest in. That's what they're going to tell you. So they can get the harvest in. And they'll tell you the harvest is going to be, it's going to come in soon. It won't be long, the church, all the church is going to be packed. Why? Because it's going to be the harvest. I'm going to show you what the definition of the harvest, and I'm going to show you that they lied to you. Those people are not preaching you the Bible. All right. He is the first, of, remember, Christ is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So they're not even really talking about people coming to the church, are they? Did you read that? He didn't say a harvest of soul churches is going to be packed all out because we get the harvest. Send us an offering so we can get the harvest. Oh, I prophesy they're going to harvest is coming, praise God. See, that's what you fed up with, I hope. Now, hold your Bible right there, and I'm going to take you to 1 Corinthians. I'm going to take you to, I'm sorry. I'm going to take you to Matthew 13, 38. I'm going to give you the definition for the word harvest in the King James. We'll come right back to 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 20. Just a moment. But let's go over to the Gospel of St. Matthew. I like to do this because, see, I was lied to. Man, I had people telling me, oh, yeah, man, you send this offering and this uh, certain amount of money uh, and help us get the harvest in. You know, I, I just feel led this morning that, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, I see, I see people out there sitting, you know, because this is a, a, a Sunday and it's on the fifth, and, you know, I, I, just, I just sense that, you know, people are sitting, sitting uh, $5 a month for the, for the next year, you know, all kind of wicked stuff, and people fall for it. And, and I, I want to I, tell you right now that, uh, you know, we have a, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, I see it. I see it in the spirit, right? I see it in the spirit. And that, that you're falling for it. And then the first thing, first thing they tell you is, well, what, what do you see? Well, this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a, a, a Passover offering. You know, I see uh, 300 people sending a check for a Passover offering. See, you got to do it while we're having Passover. You can't, you can't wait till this time is over. You got to do it between this, this week and this week. So I'm, I'm going to let you know Passover going to be on the 14th or the 21st. So you got to get it in in that week. 
Because this is just the fifth, so you got another nine days to get. Listen, you got to stop falling for all of that mess. Stop falling for it. I preached last week Christ, our Passover, his, was sacrificed for us. Well, if he already been sacrificed for us, why are we still celebrating off the table? Because we, we want to say that's Passover. No, Passover's a person, just like resurrection. Resurrection is not a day. I know how you hear people say, oh, it's Resurrection Sunday and Resurrection. Listen, Resurrection is not a Sunday. Resurrection is a person. I'll show you that in a moment. Matthew chapter 13, let's look at one verse. That's verse 38. Are you there? There it is. The field is the world. The good seed. No, that's, that's 39. Go to the next verse. Matthew 13, 39. Here it is. The enemy that sold them is the devil. Past that. The harvest is the end of the world. Don't drop your cup. The harvest is the end of the world. So when I go back and read to you that Christ is the first fruit of them that slept, he's the beginning of harvest. He is the beginning of the end of the world. Remember, Jesus came at the end of the world. And yet people are telling you the end of the world is in your future. What are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the Bible? Are you, are you going to believe? Let's move on. Matthew chapter 13, verse 39. The enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. And the tares are the children of the world. And the wheat is the children of the king. Gave you everything right there. Verse 37, 38, 39, 44. You read all that stuff. Now let's go back. Let's go back uh, to, to 1 Corinthians. And we're going to read this out of the good news. I mean, the NLT, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20, out of the NLT. Now we know that the harvest is the end of the world. All right, now watch this. But in fact, Christ has become raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest. Remember, he's talking about everybody who's dead, not alive. He's the first of the great harvest, or the first to rise from the dead. He's the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So that's why the Bible is going to tell you in Revelation chapter 1, Christ is the first to rise from the dead. Verse number 21. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. So the resurrection of the dead begun when Christ was raised from the dead. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Isn't that something? Verse 23 says, but there's an order to the resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. I mean, can you see that first lady? Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Well, the harvest is in the world, right? Then all who belong to Christ 
will be raised when he come back. Well, why would he start the harvest 2,000 years ago, leave, tell the people Israel that he's coming back, and the harvest has begun. Now you're saying, okay, uh, let the harvest end. Well, no, let's pause the harvest. Let's go down here with Crumpet 2,000 years later, and then, uh, well, it ain't started yet, so. But let's just say 2,000 years, now the harvest will start again. Come on. Christ is the first. And everybody else, he just got to say, in, in their order when Christ returns. And then in verse 24, let's keep reading, 1 Corinthians 15, 24. He says, and after that, the end will come. Are you talking about, it's not, it didn't happen back then. The harvest happened back then because Christ is the first fruit of them that slept. But now we don't, wanna, we don't want to accept Christ is the first fruit of them that slept. And then the next verse says, and after that, the end will come. So it can't be talking to you, right? And when, and he said, and when he will turn the kingdom over to God, the Father, having destroyed every ruler. You, do you know that people, most people in church do not believe that Christ destroyed Satan? They don't believe Christ destroyed Satan. If you don't believe Christ destroyed Satan, why are you spending so much time? Devil, I bind you, I command you to come down, and I take your power and I cast you. Why are you doing that if you don't? Listen, Jesus already defeated Satan. Come on. After that, the end will come when he would turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler, every ruler, and authority, and power, it says every. Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies. You don't think he's done it yet? beneath his feet. Watch this. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Whoa, whoa, hold, hold it. Hold right there. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. L let me show you something. Now, that's 1 Corinthians 15. Told you the last enemy, and that's verse 26. The last enemy. Look at 2 Timothy 1.10. 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 10. Now watch what it says. The last enemy, Miss Crump, that shall be destroyed is death. Well, let's go and see has the last enemy been destroyed. 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 10. See, that's why we have the Bible. 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 10. King James. Be not there, therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me his prisoner, Paul said. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. He's talking to Timothy. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now, now watch, this, watch this next verse. Don't drop your cup. Verse 10. Don't drop your cup. Verse 10. But it's now made manifest 
by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. You think he's talking about now? No, no, no. 2,000 years ago. But now it's made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who hath, now I, I, won't, I won't get an amen from somebody, who has abolished death. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. I just showed you in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 26, 27. Now I bring you over here and I show you that he has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Paul said, where am I? I'm appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. See, you're just listening to the wrong people. Satan been defeated. You don't have to stand up and I, I command Satan to come down. Uh, you, 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 you. You, I take your, you know, you can't, the devil's defeated. Why are you worrying about the devil? Jesus is Lord. He's risen from the dead. And then guess what? All power has been given to him. Watch this, in heaven and earth and on the earth. Isn't that something? And yet people are preaching to you religion, tradition of men. You don't know it because you've been listening to it all your life. Now, let's go to work. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2, 2, 2, 7 through 10. I won't do it out of King James. 2 Timothy 2, verse 7 through 10. Watch what Paul is going to say to Timothy. See, you listen to the wrong person. That's the first message I preach. Know who you are following. See, when people are following you, they imitate you. If people are really following you, they do what you do. See, that's why I tell people, I said, your pastor has been vaccinated. Why am I telling them that? Because you're following your pastor, right? Now, I've been vaccinated for over a month. See, you got to stop listening to Tom, Dick, and Harry, Betty, Betty Boo, and Sue, and all, all the people they out there. To your pastor is your leader. And people are asking me, Pastor, when are we going to open up the church? When are you going to take your vaccine? So we can open up the church. Do you know that was a spike in Michigan? And now Michigan is number two in all the United States. There was a 660-some plus, like it was in the book, month of December. Vaccine has risen in Michigan back to where it was in the month of December. You know why? People don't want to take the vaccine. Don't want to take the COVID shot. And this coming Monday, this coming Monday, when you hear this tape, tomorrow's what, the fifth or sixth? This coming Monday, Tomorrow's the fifth. This coming Monday, anybody over 16 in the United States can take the vaccine. Anybody over 16. I took my son to work at his school, my grandson to, 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 to school, basketball practice. 
they, in the middle of Archer Lake, they had the fire department waving people down, free vaccine. People are running from a vaccine. I can see you're running from COVID-19, but you're running from the vaccine. The vaccine is the answer to your problem. See, we got to know the truth when we hear it. Because when you believe a lie, you listen to the wrong person. That's what my whole message is about. Why people are not taking it? They listen to the wrong wrong folk. Listen, you got to know who you're following. God give you a leader. Don't you know your pastor is a man of God? And he would not have taken it and asked you to take it if he's going to kill you. Jesus did not come for you to die. He came for you to live. So you got to understand that I'm not, why would I give you the gospel for you to live and then turn around and kill you and tell you to go take something going to kill you? Come on, come on. You got to stop believing lies. Who you, who told you? Somebody had to tell you. If you didn't take it, somebody had to tell you. Yeah, man, I, yeah, man, I, I heard one person say, this may be the mark of the beast. Come on, church. A vaccine is not a mark of the beast. The mark of the beast was given to Israel 2,000 years ago. Come on, you got to stop believing lies. There are some people scared to go to Disney World because they're going to stamp them on their hand. See, you listen to people who put fear in you. All right, let's, let's go to work. Praise God. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse 7. Watch what Paul says to Timothy. Consider what I say. Timothy, you've got to stop listening to all these other folk. Consider what I say. Do you know what consider means? Perceive, understand, see with your mind, comprehend. Timothy, you've got to be able to see what I see. You following Timothy? You following Paul, you should be able to comprehend what he say. You ought to be able to see what he say. Consider, perceive, understand. Watch what Paul told him if he could do it. If he could do it. And the Lord, if you can consider what I say, and the Lord will give you understanding in all things. If you can understand Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, Timothy, God will give you understanding in in the whole Bible. Why? Because Paul preached the revelation of the mystery. But he was telling Timothy, there's no way you're going to understand the revelation of the mystery until you can understand Christ's death, burial, resurrection. You don't need to preach nothing else. You need to find that out. Why did Christ die? Why was he buried? Why did God raise him from the dead? That's the gospel. Watch what he said to him in verse 8. He said, look, remember, verse number 7, he said, consider. 
Verse number eight, he said, remember. Once again, remember, consider. Two verses. Consider what I say. Now he says, remember, Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Jesus Christ was raised from it. This is what I preached. I preached Jesus Christ was raised from the dead according to my gospel. What? Well, let's find out why was Jesus Christ raised from the dead. See, this is what Paul did. Paul told them, let's go to 1 Corinthians 15 again. 1 Corinthians 15, let's go down to verse 13. 1 Corinthians 15, and we're in the King James. 1 Corinthians 15, and we're going to look at verse 13. Why did Jesus Christ rise from the dead? Why did Paul preach Christ risen from the dead? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 13. That's where we're at. Watch what Paul say to them. He's going to show them if Christ did not rise from the dead. If Christ did not rise from the dead. What? what? See, people talking about the resurrection, but why did, what would happen if he didn't rise? Number one, our preaching would be useless. Number two, our faith would be in vain. And then he gave us number three, we are still guilty of our sins. Are you telling me? Yep. Let me show it to you. Verse number 18. Let's go down to verse 18. If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you are yet in your sins. You are still guilty of your sins. Yeah, but he did rise from the dead. All right, let's look at Romans 4.25. Let me show you what happened here. Romans chapter 4 and verse 25. See, when you know the word, it just gets gooder and gooder, better and better. Romans chapter 4 and verse 25, the last verse. Watch why Christ was raised from the dead. He was delivered for our office. That means... He died on the cross for our sins, but he was raised from the dead for our justification. Now, I'm going to show you that one in the NLT, Romans 4.25. Why was Jesus raised from the dead? The Bible says he was raised from the dead for our justification. Well, I want to see that same thing at the NLT. Because if he was raised from the dead for our justification, do you know what that means? Now, I'm getting ready to show you something. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm setting you up. I want to make sure you know the word. Romans 4.25 out of the NLT, watch what it says. He was handed over to die for our sins. Wait a minute. Now, if Christ died for our sins, why are you taking communion? Why are you eating the bread on the table. I wait. Because the people told you this is how you get rid of sin. 
Why you got water baptized? I wait. Because people told you it's going to wash away your sins. See, that's not the Bible. You believe in religion, tradition of men. I'm going to show you that's going to, that could cost you your salvation if you don't change. Now, let's look at this again. Romans 4, 25. Christ was handed over to die because of our sins and was raised to life to make us right with God. I just have to stand up just for a moment. He was raised to life to make us right with God. I mean, that just blows me away. Raised to life to make us right with God. Now, you think you're right with God yet? I mean, why you wash your feet? Are you trying to get right with God? You, you see, we used to sing a song, I say used to, years ago. Get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church, get right, church. Get right, church, and let's go home. Listen, if nothing the church can do but receive Christ's death, believe in Christ's death, bed, and resurrection to get right. As a matter of fact, when God raised Jesus from the dead, he made all men right with God. Isn't that something? And yet we think we got to get right. And there are churches that will tell you you got to get water baptized to get right with God. Or you got to take communion the first Sunday to get right with God. Or you got to wash your feet to get right with God. Those are Old Testament types and shadows. They've already been fulfilled in Christ. All right, let's move on because I got something else to show you. Uh, I just gave you Romans chapter 4. Now let's go back to Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. Yeah, I need to do two verses because I gave them to you, didn't I? Let's go back to Romans 16, 25, 26. Now, I want you to hold that, Romans 16, 25, and I want you to reach over and get uh, the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, verse 11. Reach over and get Mark, chapter 4. I want to show you something. You got to know the difference in Jesus' message and Paul's message. And Paul is the only one that preached what I'm giving you. Paul is the only one that preached it. So let's go back. Let's show it to you. Romans 16, we are the King James, verse 25. Now to him that's of power. Watch what he said. To establish you, this is Paul, to establish you, watch this, according to my gospel. Well, if you're not listening to the Apostle Paul, then you'll never get this. So he's told you, now the hymn is a power to establish you according to my gospel. Why people are not established today? That's why. They're not listening to the Apostle Paul. And the preaching of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, he's preaching Jesus Christ, but watch this, according to the revelation of the mystery. Wait a minute. Take a moment. Paul says, I'm preaching Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. Well, do you know what the mystery is? 
if he's preaching to you the revelation of the mystery, then who preached the mystery? That's what I thought. Now, let's read it again. Now unto him is a power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. The mystery was kept secret since the world began. The mystery, nobody knew it was kept secret since the world began. But now, it's made manifest. But now, it's made manifest. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandments of the everlasting God, made known to all nations by the obedience of faith. All right. Now, what is he talking about? That's why you got to go to Mark 4 and find out who preached the mystery. Paul was given the revelation of the mystery. So when Jesus taught the Bible and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, why you can't use that for your salvation? Because death is the mystery. And you can't preach mystery and parables for your salvation. Mark chapter 4 and verse 10. Let's start there. When he was alone, Mark 4, 10. And when he was alone, they that was about him with the twelve asked him the parable, his twelve disciples. He said to a twelve disciples, Under you it is given to know the mystery. If you notice, there's no I-E-S there. Under you, it is given to know the mystery, which is Christ. Let me say it again. Under you, it's given to know the mystery, Christ, the mystery of the kingdom of God. So when Paul says he preached a revelation of the mystery, he preached to you the revelation of Christ. The revelation of the mystery. Jesus preached the mystery. That's why nobody knew what he was saying. But unto them that are without, these things are done in parables. That seeing they may see and not perceive, hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. They couldn't know. They, he blinded them, teaching them parables. But Paul taught them the revelation of the mystery. Now, let's show you what that means. We got another eight minutes here. Let's go and show you Romans chapter number eight. Let's go over to Romans chapter number 8. And we're going to start reading with verse number 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 8. Watch what the Bible says. So then, they that are in the flesh. Now, what an awesome thing. They that are in the flesh. What about people yet in the flesh, Pastor? They cannot. Please, God. 
So what do you think people do? They that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh, <laughs> they that are in the flesh, thank God not a bad guy. Romans chapter number 8. They that are not in the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9. But you are not in the flesh. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Paul preached Christ in you. See, the mystery is Christ in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If any man preach not the spirit, of, any man preach not, any man have not, I'm sorry, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. What an awesome thing. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If Christ be in you. See, Paul preached the revelation of the mystery. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Let me say it again. If Christ be in you, the body is dead. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But verse 11, but if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also make alive, quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwells in you. So why did God put the Holy Ghost in you? To make your soul alive. Christ comes in you to make your soul alive. Let me show you something quick. Look at Romans chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. I got less than five minutes. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Christ. Why? Why do you got to believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ? Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Christ. Why? That the body of sin might be destroyed. Now, the body of sin is the body of Adam. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Watch the next verse. For he that is dead is freed from sin. So why do we celebrate Christ's death, death, and resurrection? We don't celebrate just his birth. We celebrate his death, burial, resurrection. This is the season we're not celebrating him being born. We're celebrating he died. We're not saved by him being born. We're saved because he died. Watch what he said. Romans chapter 6, verse number 7. Verse number 8 said, 
Now, if we be dead with Christ, watch what verse 8 says now. If we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also what? Live with him. <coughs> we can't be, we can't live with him if we don't believe that he died. See, when we believe he died, we die with him. What do you believe? Let's go to Galatians 2.20. Let me show you a verse. Look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Got less than three minutes. Look at Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20. What an awesome scripture. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Watch what the word says. I am crucified with Christ. Now this is, by, this is through faith now because I believe his death, burial, and resurrection. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, passed it, loved me, and gave himself for me. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. All right? Watch what Paul said. Why is all this so important, Pastor? Show you two verses. First Peter, I want you to hold this. First Peter 121. I want you to hold on to this. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. I want you to hold on to this. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. I want you to hold on to this. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. Then I want you to hold on to 1 Corinthians 2, 5. Two verses. 1 Corinthians 2, 5. You're going to hold on to two verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 5. And then you're going to hold on to 1 Peter 1, 21. Let me know you're ready. Let's read 1 Peter first. 1 Peter says in chapter 1, verse 21, who by him do believe in God that raised Jesus from the dead. He's telling you something. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory. Let me say it again. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory. Why did he do it? Why did God raise Jesus from the dead and give him glory? Here it is. That your faith and hope might be in God. Why did God raise Jesus from the dead and give him glory? That your faith and your hope might be in God. Well, let's show you what Paul said to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse number 5. Watch what he's going to say. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse number 5. Let's read the verse before that. Verse 4 and 5 together. 
1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse 4 and 5. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Why did Paul preach the, the gospel of Christ, demonstrating the gospel with power? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He said to Peter, Paul said that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Well, what's the power of God? The gospel of Christ. What's the gospel of Christ? Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. What did Peter tell the people? God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Where's your faith? And where's your hope? Is it in God? Is it in the resurrection of Christ from the dead? Or is it in water baptism, foot washing, or the bread on the table? Hey, my time is already gone. I thank you for yours. Listen, let's show you something in 1 Corinthians 15 while we're here. We're going to show you this this morning. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Some over, brethren. Verse 1. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved, watch this, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. Isn't that something to go to church all your life, you believe the wrong message? For I deliver to you, first of all, how that I... I'm sorry, I deliver you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sin. Well, how did he die for our sin? He was crucified. He died on the cross. How that he died for our sins according to the scripture, he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Is your faith in the power of God? It's your faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Door of Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.